Welcome to Soccer Talk, a podcast about soccer, mostly in Iowa, presented by Kick It Forward. Kick It Forward is a positive disruptor to the Iowa soccer community. Thanks to our sponsors, Scott Insurance Services and Michael Keener, Attorney at Law. You need legal help? You need insurance help? Those are the two to contact. That's right. Welcome to the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Iowa soccer supporters. I'm, I guess I'm here and Blake is there. Uh, we are good buddies. We're also co-hosts of Soccer Talk. Welcome to the show. What's going on? Hey, good morning, Ben. Um, take two, this is. We're still kinks out and learning how to uh, actually save some of our audio files that we're recording. It's, it's very true. Um, ben? Are you, are you there? Long delay there, Ben. I am here, the, you, are you? You had a weird delay oh. as well. Okay. Well, I mean, there we go. People, uh, our listeners now can uh, um, see what we have to go through. And we're talking about this is our second take. Luckily, Ben, we recorded our actual interview that was uh, 40 some minutes long with Luke Freeberg. Yes, correct. Um, so weird sometimes having to do, do this over the, uh, the airwaves, not in person. Uh, I would like to quick give a little shout out to your attire. So I, I have to go to an appointment here soon. So I'm just, you know, like dressed for work, but uh, you're rocking the old Tofuti shirt. Shout out to Seth Motorson. And then of course your Central Cities hat, you know, one of our favorite uh, sponsors, of course. Of course, uh, support our supporters, right? Right on. Um, well, so hopefully the uh, delay doesn't kind of ruin the intro. And we can uh, just get through it. But today we are uh, you know, going back to our sort of legends interview series, trying to uh, find reasons to talk to people because with nothing going on, uh, there aren't a lot of current events to, to prompt our conversations, are there, Blake? No, you, uh, you couldn't say it. I couldn't say it any better. Fair enough. So Luke Freeberg is uh, one of your boys specifically. I mean, he's a good buddy of mine as well, but Drake alumni, um, menace, standout, part of the uh, national championship team as you were as well. Um, I don't know. You, it seemed like you really enjoyed the, the Freeberg conversation. I did. It was fun. And um, yeah, you know somebody for a long period of time, but you still kind of – um, still learn things about him when you sit down and talk to him for nearly an hour. Um, so it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, I think we'd be remiss not to mention his um, club state championship days with the Urbandale revolution. And then um, kind of being one of the pioneers of the Norwalk warriors side over there on the South down South. Yeah, right on. Um, and Luke's a, just a very thoughtful guy overall. Um, and so I think it was just Really nice to have a chat with him here kind of about his journey and where he's at now and sort of his reflections on the whole thing. Um, but yeah, so why don't we get to it? A uh, nice animated chat with our buddy Luke Freeberg. Gladiators, are you ready? Ready. <laughs> All right, Luke Freeberg, welcome to the pod. What's up, man? How are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm pretty pumped to have you too. Uh, you know, you look good with the headphones on. Let me tell you. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm uh, 
either getting ready to play some serious video games or getting ready to serve you as the drive-through attendant. Have you done either of those things? Uh, video games, but not really the uh, the the online era. I was a little bit more old school SNES 64 before we progressed to modern day. Yeah, I mean, old school, definitely dorky, possibly because you just went. Did you say <laughs> I was SNES? That? Oh yeah, oh yeah, Super Nintendo. That's the. Oh that was my the gosh. Thing. All right, so Blake always asks the same first question, and I assume you've listened to every single episode. I've listened to a couple. My la- my most recent was when you had the coaches on for their preseason outlook. Well, Blake, uh, I think you guys are you there? Yeah, yeah. I am. I'm here. I'm just listening, guys. So, uh, I mean, Luke, we've got 56, 57 episodes. So, um, it's yeah. kind of disheartening. To well, be I, I I did want to I did want to have a conversation with you guys. Um, since you guys originally did season one, season one is stuck at the top of the podcast playlist. And everything being unseasoned after that, it takes me a while to search to get to the more modern content. So just, I mean, yes, I understand your critique of me not listening to all of them, but if I was to provide some constructive feedback. So we are actively, that got changed. I went in and changed that about a week ago and we are going back and forth with- uh, With Apple fighting that. And his his crew at Apple. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, Freeberg, I have to- We are going back and forth trying to get I have to tell you, Freeberg, this is why I love you so much. Like, just like no punches pulled, like just straight out of the gate. Like, let's, you know, let me just talk about your production quality real quick. <laughs> I was just, if I'm going to get thrown under the bus for not listening to all of the content, make it a little easier for me to consume. And if you would, I use Stitcher. So I really had to go out of my way to seek this content out. Okay, so right, if you guys right. could find the next platform after Spotify, that'd be awesome too. He's all definitely right. a young person in Stitcher then. So uh, Freeberg, I, if we're going to go that route, um what's the answer to the first question then since you've listened to a yes. couple of those? yes i have i was uh recently interviewed <laughs> for a what's funeral the, the, the question okay. is have i ever been on a podcast before and the answer yeah. is yes yeah. um okay. i was uh, i was originally interviewed on a funeral podcast oh how exciting that must be yeah it was at a convention um and it was a very interesting con- podcast. Yeah, check it out. Uh, the Modern Podcast, I believe, is what it's or the Modern Undertaker, I think, is what it's called. So, Luke, we're, we're definitely going to circle back to these types of things. Uh, I am. I've done a lot of research on you as well. You know, Blake indicated that he's he's done his work, but I, you know, I mean, we we've chatted a bit, so I've got some good questions for you. But let's just start at the beginning because you are like a true you know, heart of Iowa, central Iowa, you know, like your guy right here that has grown up in Des Moines and like done okay. But soccer yeah. might've been your sort of like your thing, maybe basketball, but let's, let's say soccer. Definitely soccer. Anyone, anyone who's watched me play basketball at a competitive level who played basketball, which is a lot of my friends at college. They're like, yeah, soccer, definitely a soccer guy. Okay. Well, so walk us through it. Talk about Norwalk as like a five-year-old, like. Yeah, so I, I uh, you know, I remember back kind of growing up when, you know, I'd be with my dad and, and mom and we'd be um, kind of meeting with somebody in town who could weld together steel to make the goals. Like that's, you know, a little, feels like, like forever ago, but um, that's how 
kind of undeveloped soccer was when when first started so it was just getting kind of hitting the scene at, at the youth level um so a lot of it was just growing up and and parents who took a major interest and cared you know wanted to give me an outlet to to play and have fun and um so they kind of put together the first team in norwalk and then uh you know from there went and played at urbandale prior to a lot of the merging that happened um is that with the you know, revolution yeah we were uh urbandale revolution it was a, a real quality team we we uh so that would have been like the same year the new england revolution yeah so the things i remember from my childhood um in all the different tournaments was we, we had a lot of uh parents who would play the Beatles so you want a revolution as if that meant oh. anything to us as 11 year olds um so so we'd hear that song and that stuck with me um it was also around the time when the MLS and so the the revolution I think was I don't know if they were first or if we were first but it was kind of when every team was getting named after some like metaphorical like concept you know with ga galaxy revolution mutiny um, yeah impact you're just like every everything was you know now we're all you you know united and um, fc and sporting and those types of things but it, it was yeah it was an interesting time and it was it was when there was a lot of a lot of individual clubs so so is everyone kind of had their own their each town had their own club and um you know a lot of it was traveling around iowa versus having to travel throughout the region to get to get the games and you know that was club and then uh, fortunate enough that norwalk around that time was starting to come along as a as an entire kind of community for soccer and um, that turned into a great high school experience with dustin crawlick as the coach and a lot of teammates who played with in club and in in high school so great experience growing up luke let's uh let's touch bait uh kind of go back a little bit about your revolution days um Coaching wise, players wise, I mean, you're talking like Ozzy White, Gary Isles, and Ben uh, Langwith. Yeah, yes. so 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 coaching coaches was very consistent. Um, it was uh, Gary Isles, um, and then Ozzy, uh, as you mentioned, and then Shedzy, kind of towards the end. So um, that was it. There there was um, uh, a couple others who would kind of come in and out, especially in the, in the early years. Um, but, but really it was, it was a lot of continuity for, for the team, which was great. You know, a lot of really good players as well. Um, you mentioned Ben Lang with Reed Baker, um, Lance Cunningham and, and kind of, you beat me all those. We convinced to move from West Des Moines, you know, Ben Keenan, there's a whole slew that, okay. um, yeah, really talented players, and it was it was a lot of fun. And and you know, kind of thinking back to it, um, you know, it, it was a really special time to be kind of part of the that. It, it was pre kind of single club, so it's kind of what happened was people started navigating to a team as, as things started progressing. So we by the end of it also had people from Cedar Rapids who were traveling to Des Moines to play with us and and play in our tournaments. Um, and that's when we started you know traveling a little bit broader beyond just the the iowa um base so for history's sake luke um so blake and i are both you know a year or two older than you more or less, let's call it even two years right i mean you're in 86 86 yeah yeah yep. you guys so are 85 85 84 fours. we're fours yeah, yeah. Fours, yeah but so it's it it just seems like around that time, you know, like, like you said, it was like single club. So like Urbandale was really good at that 86 and like 
the 84s, Blake, like the Freedom, like that was the team. We did not play for that team. Yeah, because they're Iowa United boys. Yeah, yeah. But but Iowa United some years was the team. And then like West Mm -hmm. Des Moines was some years the team. But it was never the club. It was always – Absolutely. It was like a single team. That's a really interesting – Nobody's, and then it I would. Love, and then this it is would. What I love about you, Luke, you're just so you're <laughs> incisive. It, but but you'd also you'd also see that it would start to merge. So like freedom was kind of the first example that I was aware of. So I I wasn't you know growing up in Norwalk, soccer wasn't a thing until you know. So I, I kind of absorbed a lot of the history from the Urbandale West Des Moines rivalry, Johnston, um, here and there. But but what you saw was also the teams started to merge together, and and you know people started. I don't know. It feels like the the NBA super teams now, where they recruited their friends or recruited the people on ODP to kind of come play with them in in the club season as well. So, Luke, um, I think it's interesting. just interesting to your input that you know you talked about you have a lot of continuity, or you did coaching wise. I think we did as well. Um, where I think nowadays the trend is, hey, you get a coach for two years and then the coach passes them off to the next coach. Um, so I'm just interested to kind of get your input and your thoughts on having that continuity with the coaches that know you longer than, Hey, two years, boom, you're out the door. There's, there's a new coach, no matter what. And that's kind of the trend right now. Um, so just talk about that a little bit. About how- you've also, you've also spent time coaching and you are uh, like a, you know, like you're a leader on a daily basis. Yeah. To qualify I, I you. Yeah, yeah. So I, I did. I did coach, um, coaching both Urbandale and Norwalk. Um, Urbandale during college and Norwalk again after college. And you know, I, so this is my perspective. Obviously, there's there's lots of different ways that can be successful. Um, I just know that when you know, kids go through a lot of change, um, so the advantage of having coaches that are going to move around is that it's a fresh look to a kid and it gives them an opportunity to kind of go try, try again and kind of develop. I was an interesting one. Cause I, early in my career, I wouldn't have been the most athletic. Um, I was just a really cerebral player. And so I, you know, found my way to, to being a central defender and, and communicated a lot, was able to make um, a regional team, not because I was the most skilled player, but just because I was able to organize people and, and move them around the field. But then I kind of plateaued athletically until closer to high school. And when got to high school, that's when I, I really hit my growth spurt and my speed developed. And then suddenly it was a different level of athleticism. The advantage you w- I would have had is a coach would have given me a new look. But the disadvantage I would have had is during that middle time where I wasn't the most athletic, I, I would have probably been passed over. I-, I wouldn't have had the chance to develop and grow. And so my personal bias is I would rather have fewer people who are more invested in the long term of, of the players um, who, who have an interest in who they are and how they're wanting to develop and growing with them. Um, now, I think, I think a lot of the times the logic is that you need to learn new skills or learn new things from new coaches. But I, I think, you know, what I've observed is the coach naturally develops with the players and they naturally realize the next phase that those players need to learn. And so it's, it's a mutual growth. And I think there's a lot of advantages to that. Yeah. I think uh, on that note, Freeberg, that the coaches, like, I mean, you, you learn who the players are, their personalities and how to approach them, how to talk to them, how to essentially coach them and teach them. And you have to approach every individual differently and 
I mean, you go to anytime we've all been coaches, right? You go take a team and you approach one person one way and you don't have a clue how they are, if they can take it, if you know, if they can take a lashing, if they can't. Um, so I, I mean, I echo that point. Absolutely. I would agree. You know, you know, Blake, I've, I've done it where I've been part of a larger club and I kind of just got put into a team like a tournament. And I would just go be coaching a team. And I literally, I barely knew the players' names, you know, so I'd be asking them what position that they'd be coaching because I really didn't know. And that's a, you know, to me, that's the disservice. That's, that's where it's, it's not, it's not a great for the player because I couldn't be their best coach if I don't really understand, you know, I'm getting 20 minutes of game time action to try and figure out what their best position is or how to best mold the team or, or tactically do anything to set them up for success. So I I'm, I'm, you know, my bias is, is the continuity. I do think, you know, the advantage I think we had at, at Urbandale or at Iowa United is there still were some coaches, you know, so it's not like you were with the same coach forever. So there was a little bit of a rotation or you'd still get variety or new thoughts, but it, it is the challenge of if, if you have a new coach every two years, you're essentially restarting your development to some extent in that, how are you building that relationship with the coach? So let's talk about that then for just a second, because, uh, so growing up, you know, club soccer was definitely the emphasis. Um, you know, you probably spent, you know, say like, you know, eight to nine months with your club team and then like two or three months with your, uh, your high school team. And Norwalk now is like a, like a kind of a powerhouse high school team. It's become a big high school program. I, I think that's bled a little over into like the club scene down there. Like they've got their own, maybe it's not their own club, but you know, like they're affiliated with the club, right? The apex deal. So like super cool. I think Norwalk, like Norwalk is isolated enough that it really makes sense to do it that way. But like talk about that a little bit because you know, you went, you'd go, just like dominate with Urbandale, right? Like you'd win state, you'd go to regionals, right? Like Blake and I did that in our own respective ways. And we've all been through that, like winning state, go to regionals, get crushed. Um, but then the cool thing that you do is then you go back and you play this high school season and we're all in different communities, but your community, the Norwalk community is so like tight knit. Um, I mean, and you were, I mean, you can tell me this because I didn't do the, that much research. Like, were you the, like, when was the first time that Norwalk won state? Was it when you were there, I assume? No, no, Norwalk, uh, first time Norwalk rich made history, state. A rich history. First time Norwalk made state was my senior year. What? So you Norwalk, never won Nor state, Freeburg? No, no, Norwalk had never made the state you tournament. Laid the, until, you until laid the senior. platform. He's a pioneer. So, yeah, right. He is. So, so could you imagine, right now, I, I could not imagine if my senior year was right now and having oh. never made state and just having that be taken away as an even, even an opportunity. It's like, it's, you know, for, for, for me, it was, it was, I had John Stageman before me, he played at Iowa United and he kind of set the path. And, and I remember that Blake, name. Yeah. So, so Blake Scott and, and myself and Ooh, a couple Blake other Scott. players. Nice. Yeah. So, so, so our group kind of came through and, and that was our goal was to kind of change, change that trajectory and set the kind of show that, that hey we can do this um you know so so i think norwalk first one state I, I, I honestly i think it was four years after me i, I think it would have been maybe it was five i think it would have been garrett crawl's freshman year would have been would have been the one they won um they had a really good group uh they made it to state 
all four years for that group. And then I think they, I think they won it once, maybe twice. And then, and then recently the, the, the group that I coached, um, which would have been Case and Crawls and, and, you know, Jack Palin, Reed Kalmbach, Andrew Jensen, that group, they won it three out of four years, which is kind of a more recent history. And, and that would have been, um, yeah, other than that, it's, it's been a, what, what Norwalk has consistently been able to do under Dustin Krolik has been able to make state consistently, if, if not every year, almost every year. I think it's super cool that you're still connected to that whole group and like, I, I mean, I think that this is just sort of like a, a random tangent of just like speaks to your character because like you're super close to that group, but you're also, you're still involved in the Drake soccer group as well. Yeah, early on, I don't remember when it was. I I been my fourth grade teacher, actually, um, Mr. Means. It was, he talked a lot about legacy. <laughs> like what, what's your legacy that you're going to leave and how do you leave something better? And that's kind of just something Wasn't that's that always the stuck Urbandale with me. Urbandale girls team, like about your age? Yeah, that was a team, right? Like, see, <laughs> it's a metaphor. <laughs> it's a metaphor. <laughs> there was a legend and the legacy. Yeah, legends and legacy. That was the year older than us. Um, that was the '85 yeah, group. Yeah, John Amato's group. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, so, so that that was that was a lot, and that's one of the reasons to you know for me to stay connected is to just it, it's to pay it forward. You know, there's people who John Stageman who came before me. It's it's hopefully I come before others, and then they can see to to come before the next group. So uh, bracket. I don't know. I want to get into kind of how we got recruited because some of my my research leads into this a little bit so do you have anything else kind of on that before we get to the end before of this the, high school career the end of it okay no i was just gonna say i think uh i want to make sure that we we circle back on this after his uh high school career and his college career and his professional career i i think some of this stuff all kind of bleeds together so let's go to the drake bulldog section go on blake so so luke here's i I had no clue that this was and hopefully it's accurate um because i thought you were kind of like kind of not a big time recruit but a good recruit um but i think the line is quote you came as a recruited walk-on for the men's soccer team is that accurate like yeah Yep. Really? I, I walked on at Drake. Yeah. Yeah. So I was the steal of coach Holmes's life. Maybe, maybe you could put Matt Nickel in that category as a, as a late addition, but you were, uh, well, you he were, did go a little were, further. He, he went way further, but it's, <laughs> it's the question is what did he do for coach Holmes? I said, I was the coach Holmes's steal of his life. Touche. I mean, you, well played. You were, late, you were late in the game, but I didn't realize, I thought you were like, uh, so I don't know. I'm interested now. We played together, but I didn't know. Were you, uh, were you looking to? What were you looking to do your junior senior year, um, collegiate wise? Were you looking to play soccer? What were you looking? Yeah, to do? yeah. So I was, I was. Soccer was my goal. Um, it, you know, I, I um, didn't get a whole lot of interest. Um, honestly, I think this is this is one of the challenges of Norwalk as compared to you know a, a, a large school at the time, two uh, A school versus one A school. Um, you know, for, for Norwalk, you, you really, it, it was anything I was doing in high school was a little bit discredited. It, it wasn't quite, you know, at the same level where the focus back then was really heavily focused on what you did in club or what you did in ODP. And so um, I really didn't get a whole lot of looks. I think, honestly, I think when, when coach Holmes um, first saw me, 
it, it it's a funny story. We were at ODP in DeKalb, Illinois at the ODP camp. You know, it's the, it's the long five day camp that you're just playing game after game after game. At least back then you'd have two games a day. And I remember I went to pass the ball back to, to our goalie and it, it missed past it and, and a forward intercepted it. So I was center defender and the, the forward dribbled past the goalie and went to pass it in and I was able to catch up to the ball. And so I, I was able to sprint ahead, catch up to the ball and save it. I'm a hundred percent positive coach Holmes missed me essentially giving the guy the goal. I think all he saw was me saving the goal. And he's like, that's it. I'm, I'm recruiting him. And, and from, so that was, that was between my junior and senior, or that was a uh, kind of summer after junior year. And so that, that's when, that's when he recruited me. And so I think it would have been um, going into fall, you know, kind of going into fall of senior years when I committed to Drake somewhere around there. So um, I didn't have a great perspective on the, the recruiting season or the cycle or what that was, but you know, I, I honestly never even stepped foot on Drake before Drake's campus before committing. Um, so I, I remember having the meeting with coach Holmes. I had gone to Drake games consistently um, when they played at uh, hidden, you know, hidden Valley when they played at Drake stadium. And so I was very familiar with Drake's in the, in the games. I, I watched Jojo, I watched uh Duax, I watched uh, you know, kind of that whole group. But but for me, it was I knew that I wanted to play at the highest level I could. And so, um, you know, it was a no brainer when when Coach Holmes called that I was absolutely coming. Where else? I'm curious now. Where else did you look? Did you visit? Uh, I didn't visit anywhere. I never visited a college campus. So that's you, I, that's, this is crazy. Like You wanted to play soccer. Yeah. Um, I wanted to play soccer and there's only one option in Iowa. I mean, like I, I, you know, so, so I had conversations with Gary Laidlaw at central and that probably would have been where I would have ended up um, had, had I not, but for me, it was, I, I only wanted to play division one and it was Drake or nowhere there. I mean, it was, that was kind of you, the option. Do you have like, sort of um, like the sort of like the homebody thing, like you want to be here? No. Um, it, it, so uh, my dad coached me all the way through. And my parents were at every single game. And it was one of those things where, like, I valued that. I, I, yeah, it's I really so, super I, cool. I really didn't go home all that often. But it was one of those things where, like, I valued that they could come to every game and still be part of that. And so it, it wasn't my, necessarily my that My parents Drake was saw me play, like, a handful of times in college. Maybe yeah, like yeah right? Because, yeah, like, not probably that when, cool. It's pretty sad. Probably when we played, when we, went out to, when we went out to come play you guys. No, 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 you played Yale. Come on now. Oh, come that's off. right. Sorry. That's that's Just, a big fuck off right there. Uh, <laughs> did Yale? Did you guys just, beat Yale? Hold on. Did you beat I, Yale? I, I have no idea. You I played remember. Yale for sure. You played. We Yale definitely played. Sure. We, we played Yale. I thought we played. We played somebody else out there too. I don't remember who the other was, but it was a short drive. It was. It was. It was at a different place, and it was a short drive. It was. All we were promised was that the colors of the leaves would be changing, and none of us cared. Yeah, that sounds like a Holmes like promise right there. It does, right? But but it just it just kind of Luke. I only asked that just because you like uh, knowing you and like obviously your career, which is like kind of. I, I mean, I would really like to talk about that quick. Before, you know, like here in the next little section. Uh, yeah. But like, you're a pretty ambitious guy. You're a smart guy. Uh, like you you know what's up. So like your point about playing division one, I, I totally get that. But were you, I mean, like if you didn't go to Drake, you go to central, like you could have gone, 
your with your career at Drake, you could have gone anywhere you wanted. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I reason, think you know, like I think the hind right? the hind the hindsight twenty twenty. You know, it's 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 easy to say after the fact. You know, in in call in high school or or prior to, I probably wouldn't have been the top recruit off of Revolution. You know, my my grades would have made me extremely attractive, and in kind of my my scores and all of those things. But but from a, just a, a coach just who came and watched our games, I was not the sizzle on the team. I was just the consistent one who was in the back. I always played central defender. Um, you know, didn't do anything flashy. Didn't really ever use my speed. It was more just. I was just trying to be in the right position at the right time. It wasn't until high school where I kind of figured out how fast I was relative to everyone else. And that's when I was playing forward. And that, that was kind of the eye opener for me. Like, Oh, you know, this is, there are different opportunities for me. It wasn't, um, you know, academics was always a priority. Drake has, has really good academics. And, and I've always viewed, you know, from, from my perspective, Des Moines has a lot and, and central Iowa has a lot. And, you know, living in a place that I want to enjoy and want to live has been a focus. And, you know, with the whole idea that I can travel the world, if I want to go somewhere, I can go somewhere, but, I like that. but ha- having that ability to to have a quality of life where I've, I've visited friends in LA and Chicago and New York, and it's awful dealing with the traffic. It's awful spending my life waiting to get somewhere or trying to do that. And everyone talks about all the cool things you can do, but once you live there, you can't afford it. It's only the visitors who can afford to do the cool things. So I figure I'll live where I can afford to, and then go visit the cool places. And I think we we have a new appreciation for this past week, right? When it's 60 to 70 degrees and cold or miserable, I mean, that, we enjoy it more than anybody else. Like, oh, let's go to San Diego where it's 70 every day. I don't think they have an appreciation for what they actually have um, because of what we got. We, we talked to, I, I talked to a lot of customers and, and one of, you know, some of them are in Orlando, Florida. And every day when they're like, it's 65 degrees, they're like, oh, it's not that great here. And I'm like, are you kidding me? It's awesome. Congratulations. 65 degrees would be great. So Freeberg, will you touch base? You guys kind of, you and Ben kind of dove into a little bit. Um, I'm, we played together, but was there a position you did not play other, uh, the only, than, other than goalkeeper? That was the only position I didn't play in college. That's what I thought. Yep. Um, in, in, in high school and other areas, I would play goalkeeper for certain times, you know, PK shootouts or those types of things. But wait, in college, uh, college that was the only position stop, I didn't play. Stop. Go back. Yeah. So, so um, for PK shootouts or, or penalties, every once in a while, I would hop back into goal. Um, it was one where it's kind of as I was coming to my athletic spurt, I realized I could cover a long distance. It was a very unorthodox style of goalkeeping. I think I had watched somebody back then in the MLS. This is, I think, I think MLS went through two phases. They did the, the dribble up. Dribbling. The dribbling. Dribbling, super <laughs> dribbling cool. shootouts, yeah. right? Yeah, and so, like, I remember being obsessed with that. But then, then they did went back to traditional – and there was some goalie who would stand horizontal on the line as if he's a sprinter. And I watched this and I remember seeing this and I was like, Oh, that's kind of smart. Cause it really throws the shooter off. Like, do I kick behind them and just, they're standing there or do they, do I assume like, they're going to run? You take yeah. So, so on you, a you sideways stand approach stand with your back to one post as if you're going to run to the other. And it really just screwed everyone up. And so then they would either kick it right down the middle or kick it to me, or I'd be able to get to the ball wherever it was. And, or occasionally they would ben, just oh, they would still score. Here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's ben, still, it's, it's still a penalty kick. Then you got to remember this is 1A soccer at the time. Remember what we talked about earlier? Like, 
There we go. <laughs> See, this is why I didn't get recruited anywhere, Ben. <laughs> exactly. That now, but so, okay, so like, bef- you know, before we like advance, so you have paved the way for, I mean, who older than you is from Norwalk that played soccer? Like, who were you looking up to as a young man? Uh, I mean, John Stageman would have been, he would have been the, the best that Norwalk had pr- prior to that. He, he had set all the records. Um, he had played kind of, he was who I watched. Um, many of his battles with Nickel or Bourne kind of, Waukee would have been in the same conference as us. So, would have gotten to see a lot of that. Um, what about club-wise? Cl- club-wise, it would have been Urbandale. I would have been following Freedom. Nice. I, I, that's who I would have been watching kind of two years older. And uh, some of our teammates were had brothers on the team. Sure. I just think it's interesting how you, yeah, you, you have emerged and it, it's interesting too, because there, there have really been a, a ton of like good Norwalk players, like young players. You got Sam Steenhook, you've got all the crawl brothers. <laughs> um, you got this, what, uh, Teeling's cousin, Mason Lucas, that's coming out. But, like, I could I could go through the Norwalk list, and I'm probably being very – you want to hit me up here and, like, help? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so so even – so from the, the championship team, you have Jack Palin, who went on to yeah. Wartburg. I mean, you had Kyle McGuire, who went to Grandview. Um, the Leaper brothers, who went to Western Illinois. I mean, so this just in that – asked. Just in that group, you have a, a really solid but, – but even, you know, separate from that, you – in your, your – championship teams or the teams that would consistently be competing for the championships you had players who didn't go on to play college soccer or went on to you know Iowa State and played intramurals or went on to a small d3 but but that's kind of the interesting thing with Norwalk and that's you mentioned the community aspect is it's you'll have maybe one or two kind of club players who would be stars or who would be kind of top level recruits but you still have a lot of players who still who continue to play so, so having a full team is really what makes it special is that it's, it's a, a, an entire class that grew up playing together. And then some of them went on to continue playing the others continued playing club or something like that at a lower level. But when high school kind of rejoins, you now have such a solid group versus trying to meld. Um, you know, I'm, I'm assuming the valleys c- consistently are melding, you know, club players at every position from different age groups, but then you have different. I like think that. Yeah, you, you then have different egos that come into the play and you have different kind of personalities. Whereas as at the Norwalk level, you get really the team focus. And this is this comes down a little bit to the value that we talked about when you kind of have the team that builds over time. You have people who understand role and understand what their job is on that team. And that's, I think, why Norwalk's successful is because it's the combination of you have you have a really skilled kind of floor so everyone has a certain skill level but then you also have people who play their role really well and understand what they're asked to do and that all comes together to make a really good team would you consider yourself a role player in college um you know i think drake would have been a lot better if i did um during during my time uh i'd say no ben yeah no and i only say this because i feel like ultimately i was at least for sections of my career in college, like I was certainly a role player. Like I was not, I was not the guy. Like I was just, I was a guy. And like, you know, I know, I know y'all, like I know what you're, where you guys are playing. Like, and I'm not saying that you weren't the guy, but like, 
where I was really going with this is just like being a, a part of a team and like trying to figure out where you fit. Like, even if you're the leader of the team or you're just like the guy that like sits in there and does the work. Like, yeah, I think like, what's the difference? If if I was to go back and kind of redo my college career, kind of, kind of have the wisdom of, of age and and hindsight. um, My freshman year, I was just excited to play. You know, it it was one of those things where you're just fighting for time. And, And so I very much did fit a role, but it was a very nervous energy role you know it wasn't like a, a build off of confidence it was just sometimes that's the best yeah it was just survive right like just try to to do enough to be able to play and then sophomore and junior year it was it was still trying to prove what I could do but more from an ego driven perspective in terms of like what is this is what I I want to show everyone I'm worth um and then senior year was a lot more focused on what's the best for the team so senior year it was you know lead the team from the back, um, help the, the 2000, the, the elite eight team, um, would have been sophomores my senior year, you know, so they, Drake made their first state tournament or first, uh, NCAA, uh, my, the first year I was out second year, they made it to the elite eight. Perfect. And so, and, and so, so from, from my perspective, like that, that year I was significantly more, you know, playing the role and, and fitting, doing what was best for the team, the sophomore and junior year. Absolutely not. There's no way I could say that I was, I was playing a lot of different positions, but it wasn't, it wasn't what was best for the team. It was constantly trying to push to show I could do this or that. Um, A little bit of that was we had avoid, you know, losing both uh, losing Matt nickel at that time. You know, it, it hurt. It was a noticeable loss losing Adam Zener um, kind of, we had two different places. Blake filled the back. I tried to fill the nickel spot. Not really what I was designed for at, at the college level. You're um, fast though. Yeah. That's the, that's a similarity, right? <laughs> so, you know, Nick, what nickel had though is he just had his ability to hold somebody off and strike under pressure. Um, you know, that was not my skill. My skill, you know, the reason I was successful in high school is because I could outrun people. Once you get to the college level, there's a lot of people who are fast too. And so, so it's, it's not that differential and, and that's where, um, so that's where the brain my, came in. Yeah. And, and that's where my strength is at the back is because you put my speed and being able to predict where somebody's going to be, it's, it's really hard to beat. And that's, that's where, if I was to do it all again, you know, focusing more on, on my career as a central defender or as an outside back, I think it would have made the team overall better, whether we would have scored or whether we would have had as much success in offense, probably because it would have opened opportunities for other people, but it would have, it would have done more to to help support you know Blake in the back um you know other people who are who are helping kind of hold hold the the shore and make it so that we didn't have to worry about scoring as much go ahead Ben I no I was gonna ask Blake do you have do you have a few more questions because I want to yeah I want to so like okay. uh, talk about the talk about the Drake times with him let's go the Drake, yeah I mean actually my question was yeah I think you filled in like I said um I think he's kind of filled that in pretty well. I thought. Like, okay, well, so then move on. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I want to talk about. He's kind of a uh, back to our Iowa soccer legend status. Um, I think the menace kind of plays a role here, where Ooh, yes, uh, one the, but it also um, says his teammate. It, but it gets to the Drake, the Drake aspect as well, because uh, winning the PDL title with the Drake shirt on and you, Ben, you talked about the mental aspect of it, or you pointed to your head at least. So our listeners really couldn't hear that. Um, 
but he, he uh, I don't know what shooter you were, Luke, but in the PDL final down there in El Paso, makes the winning, uh, scores the winning penalty. Ice cold, Luke great. Freeberg. Yeah, I just, like, talk about, I mean, you, you played with the menace, and you want to talk about role players, and I'm, bam, uh, I'm going on and on, but, like, role players and being influential. Just talk your kind of experience there, Luke, with the menace, because um, – yeah, it was a yeah. it was a it was a it was a fun you know that was a fun fun season. That was after my freshman year um, uh, at at Drake. Um, so you know, just again, it was one of those things where just looking to play, looking to to get time. I, I still remember. I don't know if it was five a.m. It felt like five a.m. practices out at, at out in you know on university that we'd be we'd be doing and and friendship acres yeah friendship acres. <laughs> all i remember was the uh the 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 stat the the metal um american gothic i got cut <laughs> from that team multiple times <laughs> i mean so, it's it, a housing it, development now but you would have no clue it, it is every time i, I every, every time i take every time i take my wife sarah by there i'm like oh, i used to train here she's like sure i know you tell me every time i've <laughs> never driven through there is it good does it look it's, nice it's developed there's a lot of nice houses out there kudos to all those people um but uh when when we were doing that I, and everyone was older it was like i was kind of one of the youngest on the team um i remember born and jojo that was my roommates in on the road trips i just remember it was like it's just this is this new experience and so it was a lot of new connections and and kind of it, it was it was really a lot of what i loved was it was is hanging out with so many drake people you know it, it was if you looked at the team i think it was eight or nine drake players um so it was just a ton of fun in that regard uh, you know i played a little bit of forward played a little bit outside mid sat the bench some here and there, um, but but kind of in the championship game, it was guarding the essentially my job. It felt like high school in, in reverse. I was essentially responsible for trying to shut down the MVP of the league, who had like thirty some goals that, who was that, that season. Then? It was like, yeah, he was quality, wasn't he? For yeah, he was good. He was really skilled. Was he? Played for San, uh, played for, played for El Paso. Played played oh. for the home team that we where we were. Um, so so was was essentially shutting him down. Um, we had uh, uh, Green and Palm behind us, uh, the self-proclaimed Hebrew hammer. Um, he, uh, he, he I'm, there's one point where I, I did the exact same thing that got me recruited at Drake. I underpassed it to him and, and the guy picked up the ball. Other than that, the guy literally did nothing the entire game. He picked up the ball and thankfully Andy saved me, saved, saved the day. Um, so that the whole game we're, we're in hundred degree heat. I was, you know, looking back on it, just a complete idiot i wore a super thick cotton drake t-shirt underneath my menace jersey um and, and my entire logic was, was back in the day freeberg real quick sorry that was back in the day where they didn't have uh like the we didn't have dry oh, no. fit Dude, I, I wore a cotton shirt under every jersey i ever wore the the only the only the only time you would have a dry fit material is when you paid for the premium price of a jersey <laughs> Sort of me wearing a jersey under a jersey. Dude, Couldn't there was one time, seriously, this serious conversation. We made the NCAA tournament. We like we like won our first game. We got dry fit shirts for the second game. <laughs> like it was it was like what yes! Yeah, we're like, wait, really? But like normally it was just a cotton shirt for sure. Yeah. So so I was wearing I was wearing just a plain Drake t-shirt, um, old logo and everything. And I, and, and as a as a central defender, 
it was on the logic that if I score a goal, I'm going to take my shirt off and celebrate. Fuck yeah. And so, so, so we go the entire game, go to overtime, nothing. We go to, we go to penalties and um, Casey Mann, who is the coach nominated the five. And um, uh, I don't remember who, who was the fifth kicker. He plays at played at Bradley. He kicks it. It goes Cody off. The, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Was it who? Cody Cother? Yep. So he kicks it. It goes off the crossbar. It goes off the crossbar for sure lands in and then bounces out, but they don't, they say, no, it didn't go in. It came down and hit straight on the line. So we go to extra kicks and, and we are kicking first. So Corey Farabi gets nominated as the sixth kicker and Drake boy. Yeah. Drake teammate. He has no glory potential. The only thing he can be is the heel. He either keeps the game going or he loses it for us. There is no benefit to his position. So he kicks it, makes it, um, you know, after six kickers, you just see that this goalie is just diving like a madman, just diving everywhere. Um, you know, prior to kick, he's, he has no interest in stopping anything. And so, you know, I'm, I'm the seventh kicker and thankfully it reverses. So they kick first and Andy saves it. So then it's like, literally it's a, it's a win-win for me. A B B A. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a win. It's a win-win for me. This is like, yeah, this is old early times on the ABBA. That's right. It used to be ABA, you know, like, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's great. So, so I'm literally, the only thing I can do is either extend the game if I miss it, <laughs> no big deal, or I make it. And when I make it, I just turn That's to the camera and take my shirt off and I point to the Drake logo, which, which was beautiful because it got me out of some sprints when we got back to campus for spring season or for fall season. I love that. Yeah, it was a good experience, but you know, menace for me was, it was a lot of fun. Um, shortly after that summer so that would have been you know how to gone from high school season to p to a uh not a pdl but a, a summer league team for the the menace juniors kind of traveling around prior to college they're doing a bunch 20s. of camps yeah the u20s and then i would have went straight into college and then we you know blake and i we would skip some workouts in the in the spring but other than that we would be very consistent and we'd have spring workouts then I went into the menace season and then went right right back into Drake season sophomore year and that's when I tore my hamstrings so kind of from there on I just realized like that's too much soccer to put on a body and so it slowed down my menace from from that experience on because I just my body couldn't handle 365 of high high caliber soccer and so you know really wanted to put my priority on drake so that way i could move from a walk-on to uh to a scholarship athlete Mike, no I, I i didn't realize like like i said yeah he was always the last guy you know one of the later guys like oh this local guy right i mean we're all there's a lot of local guys like who's this you know oh you heard about luke free why is he all all of a sudden now kind of in the conversation so I'm glad I can finally understand and learn what the whole story is. I, I, thought, you were gonna, I thought you were gonna call him out and be like, "Oh, I just found out why you like, like weren't as fit as the rest of the guys. You got weak hamstrings." Oh no, he was the fittest one. That's the problem, Brad. Yeah, no, he I was a fitness test, and we would get, we would uh, all like. Uh, oh, is that true? Oh, yeah, uh, listen to this though. We were having a little bit of a disconnect here. Oh, yeah. Me and Freeberg, I don't get along with him about the whole fitness test deal because he would crush it and I never passed. And then I was the one that you like, never oh, passed. Oh, no chance. I, re- I remember, I remember there was one time, I think it was, I think Soft. it was, 
I think it was, I think it was freshman year in the, the spring season. I'm, I think I did the, the fitness test and I think I like lapped an entire group. Like it was, it was, we're doing three hundreds, which is like 25 sprint. Like you're doing 25 sprint back and forth, back and forth till you get to 300 Luke, yards. Can you explain, Luke, will you explain, because Ben doesn't understand it, but it's a 300 yard shuttle, Ben. I know what it is. Yeah. Will so it's, it's a 300 yard shuttle at 25 yard increments. So you're going, you're just yeah, down, do back, down, back, down, back, down, back. And you have to do it. And I think Blake, remind me, it was like 55 seconds or something like 50, that. 50 seconds. Well, all, you do three of them, you get a minute break, but the first one has to be. Blake's done the seconds. math before and it, he couldn't do oh, it. I remember. It was too I hard. Do, I still, oh, it was awful. It was so bad. It was so bad. Two or three seconds faster than the second. And then the second had to be two or three fa- seconds faster. So you had to do it something like. 55, 57, 59, or something like that. And I would never came in under a minute. In the first and, and anyway. I, I want to talk so much smack right now. I, I want to just be like, I never didn't pass my fitness test, which is well, true. So, so there's, there's one time you, you'd love this. That sounds so hard. You, you'd love this, Ben. Um, there was one practice we had and, and Blake, um, Blake was the, the most senior player who was, who was practicing. Um, and, we go to do we, we, some, something, some, something happened and uh, coach Keppen got, got mad at us and made us do full field sprints. And we had to do the full field sprints in under 11 seconds or something. Everyone had to finish. And, and obviously we didn't, no one, like this is the end of practice. No one's like, finishing a full field. There was like, there's like four people on the team who could finish it in under 11 seconds and after the end of practice. And so we're doing this and, his response because we didn't do it is do it again. And so we just keep yeah. doing it again until oh, we, until yeah, we get it. And finally best. Blake's finally Blake's like, we're not going to finish. Like this is never going to happen. So, so we go to stretch and coach Kevin called somebody in who, who wasn't practicing to stretch us. <laughs> and Blake goes, F that crap. And so we had to get back on oh, the like, line to run again. You, Blake, what did you actually say? Did you say F that ass? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You said F that ass. This is this is legendary. And Coach Coach Kepin goes, "What'd you say?" And at first he's like, Do I "Say it again." And then he goes, "Yeah." Wait, 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 wait! Stop. You said that, and Ke- Coach Kepin said, "What did you say?" And you said, "Yeah, Blake." Oh, he reiterated it. He said it again louder. So we got back on the line. Ben, and we, we ran just again. Ran. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We got back on the line. By the end of this, we did. By the end of this, we did sprints. We did. We did about a mile and a half of sprints. Like so, I think these are like these are the kind of the cool stories when people are like, "Ah, oh, do I want to play soccer? Do I want to like be part of the team?" The like, cool story. I mean, this was two thousand nine. So this is ten year, ten ish years ago, right? It's like it was so yesterday. Old. And we talked so about old. like that we talk about these things or that and like it brings a laugh and like i remember it just as well as you might as well been yesterday yeah like a legendary the cool dude i went to a concert with kevin though and like he's like so mellow it's not a big deal he's so he's so funny but it was like one of these things where we're in the middle of practice and everyone is like yeah i'll run for that that was a that was a very justified yeah we agree with you blake we'll run okay so 84 birth year blake do you remember kevin making us run at bell center when Adam uh, Williams told him to shove it. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> so Freebird, we're like 
like it's same situation and Williams just tells him to shove it like nope and he just goes everybody else on the line run and he just yells at Williams for like (laughs) while you guys are running in the background yes like it's just like like so loud (laughs) Uh, all right let me Luke can I do you have anything else on that no, no. I mean that that the menace was you know menace into Drake. It was it was really to me it was all about priorities. Drake ben, was my priority. Ben, do you have anything else on that? No, Cap and I love you. I just you right. gotta yeah okay. Um. So Luke, give us a. I mean, you're 33 plus now. You got a good job. You got some big news ahead of you. Uh, do you want to break it on our podcast? <laughs> Or, uh, I mean, geez. we we technically broke it on Instagram a few few weeks ago, but yeah, my wife ah, and I are expecting. Need to follow that, Ben. Uh, Go yeah, ahead. We're, we're sorry. No, that's all right. That's all right. I mean, I'm sure you follow in like every post, right? Uh, we try to, but uh, uh, is, is it the order that's the problem or the subscription? <laughs> Both. Yeah, our paid subscri- subscription isn't going very well. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, you know, give the I mean. Because there's going to be a ton. I mean, the city of Norwalk and coming, the horse, we didn't really touch on this, but the, he probably is the only guy that has a horse, like grew up with horses that has played soccer on the level he has. Wait, you grew up with horses? Yeah. So, so my, uh, I grew up in Norwalk, uh, just, just south of town. And my grandfather, um, he the had. Best. Ben, real quick, I'll interrupt him. The best pool. I've ever done it. Yeah, uh, it was it was pretty good, and the best like really good sunsets, pretty cool, um, good experience. But yeah, it was a horse farm, so my my grandfather, uh, he was a Hall of Fame uh, horse breeder and uh, raised American saddlebreds. Had about 150 when I was growing up, so there was just horses everywhere, and you know, naturally everyone's like, oh man, they're so jealous. Especially like you talk to any anyone who had a young girl and they're like, Oh my gosh, that must've been the dream. And I was like, no, horses are terrifying. They're big and they're scary. <laughs> like I was, it's like, they're great to look at, but they are terrifying animals. I agree. Blake, you're going to have some cows on your property. Horses in the mix. No horses are, uh, what do they call them? They call them terrifying. Fence. I think is what Luke said. Fence. Fence stretchers and hay burners. Hay, <laughs> they do eat a lot of hay. Direct defense, man. They, they do that as well. Severs is going to have. He's, he's got a farm going. It's I know. He's going to have cows out there and like. It's, it's I mean, he's pretty, practically got a dog and multi, he's got multiple cats. It's crazy. Well, you got to to keep the barns clean. Fair enough. So I need to know this. Uh, you are. You've got your uh, northern Missouri home where you're going to do the lake thing. You, you just mentioned you're doing a renovation on your own home. How do you keep any sort of sanity? It's so hard to renovate a property. Yeah. So Are you my, that good at renovating things? No, no, absolutely not. Uh, Blake said he did electrical work last week, and I don't think that's safe. Uh, thankfully, my father-in-law is a master electrician with Baker Electric, so... Thanks for the call, Luke. Appreciate that, it. 
That one is taken care of for me. I could have used him for about two hours. Yeah, it's it's nice. Uh, no, I'm I'm not an I'm not expert at renovation by any means. Uh, so give us just a quick rundown on your like your professional life because I think so, it's really cool. You've used your soccer in a really neat way to leverage yourself into a uh, very respected leader in yeah. uh, the business community. So just like give us a short. So my, my parents, when I was growing up, uh, they, they both started, com they started companies. That was kind of what they did. They were entrepreneurs and they started a technology company and my brother was a computer programmer. And so just growing up around them, I, I just learned a lot about both business and computer science. And, you know, I'm not formally trained in it, but, um, I lead a company that, that what we do is we help funeral homes digitize their offerings so they can connect to customers without needing to meet face to face. Um, it's, been invaluable for them right now as they can't meet face to face through, you know, government regulations or, or restrictions. Um, so, so with that, it, it's, you know, as you can imagine with any type of kind of you're building something and, and you're kind of taking something from an imagination and trying to figure out as a team, how to, how to make that a reality. It's pretty time consuming and um, can, can kind of be stressful. And I, I always heard the joke that, uh, that, that like, you know, what, what race car drivers would do to, to relax is that they would golf and what golfers would do to relax was they would fish and what fishers would do to relax is they'd take a nap. You know, everyone's looking for something that's a little bit less stressful. Um, you know, like so, so, so for me, you know, home renovation or, or kind of construction projects when I'm at work, I don't, I don't program. So I don't actually get to build anything. I just kind of imagine it and work with the team in terms of what it is. And we talk about it and strategize around it, but I don't get to create anything. So, so for me, the, the renovations are my release. It's my golf. It's, it's my time to relax and just think on something that I get to control a hundred percent of. So uh, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a great renovator, great at any of those things, but thankfully YouTube and online courses, you can figure out a lot. And so it, it's just trying to solve a problem and figure out what to do. And when you're willing to buy the worst house, you can usually get it for pretty cheap. So I that's, guarantee kind of the, you're that's been our strategy. Than, you're better than me for sure. But I don't know, Blake, who, who, okay. So if we're going to rank like renovators in this little group, is Luke first or is Blake first? I want to know. Cause I'm last. Well, I don't know. Luke, what kind of like, what kind of work are you doing? Uh, so not I know you're not doing electric. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, you're definitely winning that category. I'm, I'm just too scared. Luke's <laughs> doing like flooring though. I, 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 a lot of hardwood floors, um, you know, plumbing with pecs is kind of like cheating. It's a little bit like, you know, connecting straws together. Um, what are, uh, I've tile, been doing landscaping. Tile is probably what I'm best at. So, so laying tile or backsplash or those types of things. Is that why you've lost all your hair just for all these stressful projects that you're Oh my goodness. I, I, I look back on life and I'm like, man, where did it go? So some, some, somebody wants uh, I, I was like, you know, what do you, what do you dream about? And I'm like, that I have a head full of hair. That's my dream. Blake, you're going to post a picture of Freeberg with hair. Yeah. And you also, should, if you pull a picture, if you pull a picture us. from high school and you pull a picture now and you put those next to each other, like no one's going to believe it. Everyone's going to be like, gosh, <laughs> that guy's like 50 years old. Yeah. Blake, you, Blake, well, you also have to tell us what you actually, you can do. Yeah. Are you going to tell us? What can I do? Like, yeah. yeah. I'm not a big tile guy or a floor guy. Okay. 
So, so you're, you're, doing a you're, a, you're, a fr you're a framer in the general construction. Get things functioning. That, is he that? I'll fit. The, I'll, I'll be. I'll come in second, happily, <laughs> and won't fight for the title. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's not worth fighting for. All right. Well, basically, I've just I've been teeing Blake up, and it, it hasn't worked. But oh, I missed something. I guess. No, I was just hoping you would like explain how good you are, and then I could just like. Yeah. What What is it? So, have you guys? Have you renovated your house, Blake? I paid guys to renovate it. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Oh, yeah. Blake was bragging to me the other day about his electrical. Uh, the electrical is oh, well, legit. I did all. I mean, I'm, if I I would be lying if I didn't tell you there were like I've seen sparks and whatnot, but <laughs> I also have learned you just shut the main breaker off. And it's a very fast way to be safe. <laughs> it is. A lot of flashlights and then turn the breaker off. Yeah. Okay, so this is all so adult yeah, no, life. All the all the outlets, all the switches, and only once I saw a, sh a shock and a spark. That's good. So. And I'm here talking to you boys. So, yeah, I'll, t I'll come in second. All right, take it. Freeberg, you have been super generous with your time. Thank you. We're, we're just rambling at you now and trying to get you to tell us about your job, which is way more important than talking to us, I assume. It's not, not that interesting. Um, you know, it's, hopefully, you don't need the services. That's, that's really the goal. That's uh, Well, we're going to eventually... So everyone does. It's death and taxes. Everyone eventually needs it, but hopefully you guys have a long time before you think about it. Okay. Well, I'm going to put some. Yeah. Freeberg, appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for having me. Always great to connect with you guys. Can't wait till uh, we get to go back out on the pitch and play again. Let's do it. Thanks guys. All right, Siebs. That was a fun little chat. Had to double up on the old Zoom, uh, so it must have been good, right? I think so. You know, we always get to these points where you um, dive into conversations and the conversations go different directions. But I, I don't know. I hope our listeners will enjoy it. And, um, yeah. Well, like you said, Freeberg takes a lot of boxes. He's uh you know, he's an athlete, he's a scholar, he's a gentleman, he's got all these things going for him. Uh, I I really look forward to seeing what he does with his life. And, you know, we, we teased him a little bit about having a, a, a young one on the way, but I can only imagine that guy's going to be a decent little soccer player. Yeah, I can just picture. Um, oh, can you see Freebird on the sideline? Uh, yeah. I mean, his dad, dad, Dan, would just, I can see just, it, it's lineage. I think it's lineage and you always, we always like give each other our time. Does Dan and have now, hair? No. Hmm. Stands to reason. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, I, was, I thought it was a good chat. And like I said, I hope our listeners uh, appreciate it and, you know, he's kind of, he hasn't been coaching for a, a little while now. So, uh, but again, he is the pioneer of Norwalk soccer. Yeah. I, I would say he and uh, Mr. Dustin Kralik are uh, partners in crime for sure. Uh, 
I'm really curious to sort of see how he evolves in the soccer community over the years for sure. Absolutely. So, yeah, big thanks, Luke. Definitely. Blake, you want to take us out, like, uh, with some social media shouts? Yeah. Um, I appreciate you giving me that that cue, Ben. Um, nonverbal and verbal. So, on uh, on Facebook, we are at Kick It Forward IA. At uh, our on Twitter, we are at um, Kick Underscore Forward. On Instagram, we're at kick.it.forward. And then, you know, like, there's two things. Actually, YouTube channel, I still am trying to figure that out. You just <laughs> have to go to YouTube and search Kick It Forward. And they'll pop up. Um, if you have any insight there, Ben. But then, finally, TikTok, our one video, still is our uh Has it gone viral yet? No, it hasn't. I thought it was the best. Let's keep it that way. Let's keep it that way. Um, but we are there on TikTok as well at kick.it.forward. And we're, we're, we are working on some collaborations on that. So uh, stay tuned. I love it, Sieves. Way to muscle through. A new, new website coming. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and within, I think we can, is it, Ben, is it safe to announce within the next three weeks? Four weeks, we will have some big, big news for all of you that listened this whole time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I I appreciate you shouting out the website. The website's going to look real nice. It's going to look real nice. (laughs) Uh, Let's go kick it forward. Thanks for joining us tonight. Um, Stay safe, everybody.